Welcome to another edition of the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. The Comedian's Table is just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, chatting, talking, catching up, BSing, etc. And tonight my guests are... Dylan Reese. Mark Wheeler. Devin Flynn. Comedian's Table, for those of you that are unaware, every comedy venue has a table set aside for the comedians. Well, it should, if it doesn't have a green room. <laughs> And that's what this is. It's just a bunch of, and even though I'm no longer doing comedy because I'm writing a screenplay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, st- I, I still like hanging out with comedians, and that's what this is. Um, actually, I should, I, I haven't. St- I'm returning to the stage very soon. I don't know if any, any of you saw my post today. It's the grand no. comeback. <laughs> I did not know. No, I have not spent a lot of time online today. Um, I am going to Yellowknife to perform at the Canadian North Arctic Comedy Festival. I did see that October third. Were you talking about it last time? Are they covering your airfare? Yep. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I have to be there for three nights in Yellowknife. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, nobody, back out on Tuesday. Nobody, nobody tell them how long the nights last up in the Yukon. <laughs> I actually Google it. It's it's 12 hours at that, that time of year. So you like, <laughs> sunrise so is around 9 o'clock, sunset is same time. So, so, it's, so it's not 30 days a night kind of thing. When is it? Like, is it around Christmas, around the Christmas, or what do they call that? Winter equinox? <laughs> Is that when it's 24 hours? I couldn't tell you. I don't oh. know. Is it? I just find it depressing. <laughs> that there's that much daylight? <laughs> no, that there's that much night. Oh, it's night. When, when do they have 24 there, there's, hours sun? There, there's a section probably six months later. Okay. <laughs> that would make sense. Well, if you're going to be up there when there's 12 hours a night, you're probably going to get 12 hours of daytime too. So I would suspect around that time. So yeah, I'm performing at the... NACC, something Northern Arts Cultural Center. There's like six other indigenous comedians. One of them is Howie Miller. Uh, there's a guy named Chad Anderson from Winnipeg. Um, Brenda Prince from Vancouver. So should be good. Fun. We're Sounds only doing nice. like 10 minutes. And I can crush 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to write a set list or if, we, if I'm going to prepare or not. Brian's just going to freestyle. Just yeah, like this it's only 10 minutes. If you can't video. crush 10 minutes, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a comedian. <laughs> but, I'm still working on my <laughs> first seven. But, but you should still, if you've, if you've been away from the stage for a little bit, you should still probably prep mm-hmm. something. Mm, well, I've kind of thought about, <laughs> like, I know I want to do the six or seven minutes on uh, working out and my fitness journey, uh, which is fairly new. I might do, like, two minutes of, like, the introductory stuff, like, I'm indigenous, I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> <clears throat> I haven't really thought it out that much, but it's, like, what, three months away? Okay, August, so you've got you've got time to prepare. September, October, oh, two months, two months, less than two months. But yeah, you still have a little bit of time to prepare. You shouldn't be it's writing a five-hour flight. I was about to say you shouldn't <laughs> be writing the set on the plane up there. You know, I mean, well, that's the thing. I get there on a Saturday. The show's not till Monday, so even I have like 
two days to... Ladies and gentlemen, the procrastinator. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing Brian standing up in the middle of the flight there. It's like, how's everybody doing today? And just perplexed. and looking I'm imagining him. him doing the same thing in the bathroom mirror in the hotel right before he leaves. <laughs> They're actually putting us up in an igloo. So... <laughs> No, so, so, <laughs> so a polished piece of ice and not a mirror. Yeah. Uh, but it should be good. Where's the ice I'm machine? Just go outside and <laughs> hands you a hammer. Actually, actually, you're just chiseling off the wall. Has anyone Fresh. ever been? Has anyone ever been I have to not, an igloo? No. no, I have not. Yellowknife? Uh, no, I went to the Yukon, not Yellowknife. Did you go? Uh, what? Why were you there? Uh, one was just a road trip vacation. The other one was a road trip with Hufeng Joe. Did a comedy tour up that way to Dawson City. The hitchhiking comedian. The hitchhiking comedian. Where? Although I think he's driving now, so I don't know if we can keep calling him that. <laughs> Does he call himself that? He did for the longest time. A lot of <laughs> CBC interviews, and uh, I think he had a Facebook page. He does mag- magic now. The magic <laughs> is how the heck he gets from one end of Canada to the other. Oh. Is that he doesn't actually it do magic takes, on stage? It takes him like six months. What's that? He doesn't actually do magic on stage? No, he does. Oh, he's, oh he does. I think he's got a giant inflatable magic wand. Uh, <laughs> I've seen pictures of it. Everyone I hope it's a wand. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Prop comic. Okay. <laughs> With one prop. Yeah. It still counts. It's a variety <laughs> show. Well, when you don't have a lot of props, you make up for it in size. <laughs> it's not what you do with the prop. It's not how many props you have. It's what you do with them. Mm. Okay. So you don't have... How many minutes do you have? Um, have you timed yourself? Yeah, I think... I, I haven't... I've still only been doing five-minute sets, but I... If I did it all together, I I could maybe stretch to 10 minutes if I got creative. But I kind of want to start working on trying to do some crowd work stuff. So soon? Yeah, I really want to be able to interact and to be able to... I think it would be the quickest way to just gain my confidence and be able to like just be up there doing stuff instead of just hammering through jokes. When you did shows previously in... Vanderhoof, because you're from Vanderhoof. Yeah. Who was the MC for the show? Uh, it's always had a few different MCs. Taylor Lakeport was one time. Uh, man, I can't remember who did it the other time, but there's usually Dale, somebody. Dale, I think Einstein, Dale did it, yeah. Dominic? I think maybe he might have as well. Okay. You should volunteer one time. It's... Uh, I just want to get a little more comfortable and then i do want to start figuring out doing that as well because it's a skill we've we've discussed this many times before emceeing is a skill that will help you improve as a comedian okay i think what brian's trying to get at too is emceeing will help make you more comfortable with the crowd Mm -hmm. yeah as you incorporate actual crowd work it's kind of hand in hand i feel like to be an emcee though you'd want to at least have a grasp on crowd work because you're trying to interact with them and get them, you know, start, you know, get them ready for and for other guys and, and really, you know, bring acts in. You have to do, I feel like that's more interactive with the crowd just uh, inherently. Well, the thing is, as an MC, if you go into the audience and ask a question and you don't get a response that you can, like, respond to, you can just move on. Yeah. You just 
or you can if things aren't going well just bring up the first act or go into a joke or that's what I've been told well Dylan just uh, throw you into the bus here what do you think an MC does like, I'm, I'm just going to play dumb here well, I what does an MC just, do that's kind of what I just said you know they um, introduce the show mm-hmm. introduce the acts get the crowd warmed up kind of inter- interact with them and get them ready for the show and then to introduce and um, be the in between each act kind of thing Kevin Fox. Soft answers there. <clears throat> no, no, no. I, I meant like, no, sorry. I meant the question was open to interpretation. There's okay. no hard answers okay. is what I meant to say. Kevin Fox, who used to book Nancy O's, would, would tell you when you're emceeing, bring the crowd together. Um, get them to applaud three times. Like you can ask the audience. You can just ask them questions like, hey, who's been to a comedy show before? Applaud. Okay. Who's... You know, whatever. Who's remote to town or whatever you want to, right? Yeah. Just get them to applaud three times. Or who's ready for a comedy show? They're always ready. <laughs> yeah. So a, a warm-up doesn't necessarily mean you have to get them to laugh. It's Brian was there. So it's as long as you get them. No, I'm, with what he just said, it's as long as you get them engaged. That, because that, yeah. means, that means their attention is now focused on the stage. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant with interacting. Not, okay. Yeah, then so that's done, what I was getting at with like a soft answer is how you go about doing that may be slightly different for different people. I have sure. heard that advice before. Uh, another bit of advice I heard is you want to get the crowd pumped up for the comedians and the comedians pumped up for the crowd. How you go about doing that, up to you, but Fair I think enough. getting them all applauding together sub- subliminally gets them all on the same page. So that's a very good start. I never thought about kind of playing the comedians as well as playing the crowd, trying to, you know, interact, get them engaged with both. Well, part of the job of an MC for a comedy show is that you've also got to have an intro for each of your comics. It can't just be, it's like, <laughs> it's, it can't just be, you know, it's like, hey, everybody ready for a comedy show? We're going to have a great night tonight. This is all going to be wonderfully fun. I'm bringing up your first comic. Here's Devin. Yeah. It's, you really should have, you, you should talk with Devin and so that you get, uh, a line for an intro or something to 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 set him up for the crowd. Yeah, for sure. Howie Miller, who's on the show Yellowknife, mm-hmm. we were doing a show up in McKenzie with uh, Tom Bassett and Mike McGuire. And he told us a joke. He said, there's this comedian. He's with his girlfriend and he's bringing him home, her home, <laughs> to meet his parents for the first time. As they're walking up the steps, he turns to her and says, what do you want me to say about you? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what an MC does. Like They'll go up to the acts and say, hey, what do you want me to say about you before, before I, when, I, when I bring you up? Yeah, credentials so, <clears throat> is usually the common go-to. You go to the headliner, you go to the opener, say, hey, what do you guys, what do you want me to say about you? Some headliners hate that. They're just like, whatever. Yeah. I would say give them something. Even if it's just... To an extent, making stuff up. This guy is so excited to be here. I hope you guys are stoked as well. He's a funny ass guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just like again, like yeah. rather than uh, saying nothing, just pump them up. Even if it's um, just generic pleasantries. Yeah, but you are getting very good them friend of mine. Excited. Very funny. You're gonna love him. So Alex Sparling, who used to live in Prince George, he was a great MC. He it was a it was a comedy competition. He did that. 
verbatim the exact, every time <laughs> not not every time but for that particular night he did the exact same uh uh talk for e- each comedian but the audience caught on and it just made it funny he's yeah. a very good friend of mine he's yeah. a very funny man which you wouldn't think much of the first or second time around until they realize he's doing that for everyone <laughs> that was he's one of the funniest yeah. funniest comedians with the day job yes. right yeah, he did that for 13 comics. It was the same intro for each one. Awesome. He got that from Patrick Maliha, I believe. Because you're trying not to, as a, as a you're, you're the MC at a competition, so you're trying not to show favoritism. Yeah, right. Like you can't say, this person, mm, not so funny. But next person, you But like love Devin him. was saying, I think by the sixth or seventh person, you've got the audience yeah, yelling it back at him at the same time, kind of thing. It's just it's I, it's it that was, togetherness. Yeah, yeah. they know yeah. what to expect, and while it's not uh, unique, it's funny in its own regards, and they're yeah. all anticipating. Also, he's not the star of the show; it's the comedian, so he didn't care about that, but he knew it was working. And when that happens, you've also got that one person in the audience who's going, "What's everybody laughing at?" Because <laughs> they haven't clued in yet, you know. So. There is that too. It'd be well. hard not to break to be like, ah, look at this guy. <clears throat> so anyways, somebody just explain it to him, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, what are the next shows that are coming up in Van Roof? Um, there's one on the September 8th. I had a bunch of stuff that I was going to plug at the end. We can but... do it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Who's right that when headliner? I wasn't ready. Uh, Got to turn on my phone. Got to turn on my phone. Because I know they're doing like four, four shows in the north: Prince George, Quinell, Vanderhoof, possibly Smithers or Prince Rupert. Uh, one second. All right, on September eighth to eleventh, September eighth in Vanderhoof at the Homestead Brew House. Uh, Oh, sorry, that looks like a cool venue. Um, the headliner, double headliner, Justin Nickel oh, and Peter right, Grant. Right. Yeah. And they'll be September 8th at the Homestead Brew House, September 9th at the Firm, September 10th at the Sunset Lodge and Grill, and September 11th at the Skeena Bar. Ooh, Terrace. <laughs> Vanderhoof, Prince George, Prince Rupert, Terrace. No Quinell? I guess not. Oh, okay. What's the venue like, uh, the Homestead? Uh, I've seen a few pictures, but it's a a large. It's one large room, and then it's like a very large double door, and then there's another kind of second. It's the same room. It's one large room, but it's kind of cut off in the middle. So they open it up, and then there's a, a small stage, uh, in by the where the kitchen is, up by the patio, and it's just a small stage and one little bit of uh. Not a fancy handrail, <laughs> but it's a it's a large open room. How is it? It's great. They've got great yeah. food, a great menu, great drinks. How was the lot acoustics? Of yeah, what are the acoustics <laughs> like for speaking? What's the lighting? Is there like a lot of indoor or outdoor lighting coming through? Uh, yeah, um, the whole still one very, wall is still like very window. bright during that time, correct? Yeah. yeah, the one wall is pretty well all window, and uh, the lighting is good. The sound. Um, a little tough to hear at the back of that by the bar, the back of this kind of second room, but any, any everywhere else, it's uh, it's really good. The crowd's like right there. Is there adequate ventilation? Do you get a nice cool breeze? <laughs> <laughs> Give us all the details, man. <laughs> How's the, the sound bath- system? What's the there, bathroom there situation? Lights? 
you know, if you fart and hold your tongue just at the right, you can get it to echo and kind of bounce off, and then you can watch people hear it two seconds later. <laughs> that one's for the people in the back. <laughs> How are the audiences? It's been a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people have come out to support us, me and Chris. Um, you know a lot of people, correct? It's a very small town. Okay. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been, uh, been pretty interactive. Are you seeing a lot of uh, turnover audience, like uh, the same audiences or new people every time? Uh, it's been pretty well new people every time, actually. Uh, a couple of people that have come like with us, like our kind of group of friends have tried to come every time. But ev- every other time it's been new people for the most part. That's good, especially for a town of Vanderhoof size. Exactly, yeah. Capacity? Oh, I wouldn't know. Maybe 100? That's pretty decent. I'm not sure. I think I don't know what the tech, ticket sales were for it. So, just don't sit in the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Even still, we've <laughs> we've been working on whole, my first time doing it. I kind of held the mic just a little too far away. If I use the mic properly, <laughs> it's a lot better. Oh yes, mic technique. You gotta yeah. eat the mic. You gotta eat the mic. Yeah, that's one thing I wish I would have thought of a few times sooner. I had a I had a friend. <clears throat> he used to hold the microphone on his chin. Like it would actually be touching his chin. Yeah. And that was just his way of... I've kind of started to do that. Then I know it's there. I just wait till it gets my whiskers. I've heard you can also brace it with your thumb. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, just, yeah, so it looks like you're not uh, touching it, but yeah. it's close enough. Yeah. yeah. And like Brian said, it's good to... Or uh, Mark said, it's good to have your mic game down pat because nothing like ha- doing a set thinking you nailed it and having somebody come up to you after the show and go, I couldn't oh, I you. couldn't really hear you. <laughs> oh. So that was like my third and fifth time on stage I did that. <laughs> couldn't hear you, but you looked great. You were having <laughs> a great time up there. Like they were having a good time. Yeah. The, front, the front row looked like it was hilarious. <laughs> Um, oh. he's frozen something <laughs> something else then is also got, working on it's to make sure that uh, you enunciate speak clearly yes and slowly I've yes. also heard the same thing <laughs> Devin you sounded funny but like you were going way too fast man yeah look motor mouth if you're gonna go that quick you better be clear yeah yeah do you guys have a mic stand yeah yeah are you one of those people that leaves it in front of you <laughs> No, I think I kind of been more like holding it to the side while I've been holding the mic independently from it. Sort of a security blanket, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like the technique too because when you are done and you pull it back in front of you, it's a good signal that you are wrapping up for them. Yes. So. Yeah. You put the mic back and you're like, all right. Another way is just be like, oh, I better get out of here, guys. But before I go, one last story. As you're looking for the MC in the back there, where the heck are they? <laughs> no. Nancy O's is going to be starting up again Good. soon. Uh, I spoke to Owen. What's his last name? Foley. Foley. <laughs> and he said, fall. I said, what do you mean by the fall? And he goes, September. Is that, Ish. Is that for shows or are they doing an open mic? I had heard um, they used to do that. I know these. Were they still doing open mics during the summer? No. Like music open mics? Oh, uh, no, I don't think Because they usually do them on Wednesdays or every I'm other not Wednesday. I'm music guy, but I don't think they were doing open mics. I think they were doing like just straight up shows. 
Okay. I could be wrong on that, but. But he told me September. So are you going to come up for those? Yeah. Me and Chris yeah. are looking to get every Chris opportunity Moore. we can. Chris Moore, <clears throat> who is out in the bush right now and sad he could not make it. Speak up so we can hear you. <laughs> I, I said Chris <laughs> Moore's in the bush. Ha, ha, ha. Rest the microphone on your chin. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to eat the microphone? Look at the time. I got to go. Uh... No, I, that should be good. I should try to look for a spot now that I'm doing a festival where I'm getting paid and they're paying for my flight and hotel and hopefully my meals. It's hard to see the arrogance in Brian's face, but he turned his <laughs> nose up just enough for us to notice. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like you amateurs across from me. <laughs> Those of you who aren't doing a, a show, festival. a festival in the <laughs> Yukon. You know what's funny? When I got the word, I, I, I've been in contact with this female indigenous comedian, Brenda, Brenda Prince, because <clears throat> I've been helping her with her jokes. And I told her about it. And she goes, maybe I should send my name in, you know, see what happens. And this was like maybe a month ago. And I was like, yeah, you can, but it's like, they plan these things really far in advance, right? <laughs> she she got back to me later on that afternoon. She's like, I'm going. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I sent my video in in April. So, And you heard back when? <laughs> About a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Take that however you may. <laughs> Brenda's going to slay. <laughs> She's a brand new... Well, I've been helping her with her jokes, so... Despite that, I think Brenda's, <laughs> Brenda's going to slay. <laughs> no, she's actually really funny. But, because yeah. you've been helping her with her jokes, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> she's been sending me her jokes in Google Docs, and I'll make like corrections and send them back to her and just kind of tighten them up and say, yeah. hey, try this, try this. So basically what Gask, Chris Gaskin does for me when I send him his my jokes. So just a, well, it's very cool. Yeah. You don't do that? No, no. I mean, it's very cool that you do that for someone. Oh. <laughs> well, she also pays me. <laughs> so. Oh, now it's oh, all I take that open. compliment back now. Oh, here's okay. the thing. The first time she did that, she was in a competition uh at the House of Comedy, funniest lady something something competition, <laughs> and she goes, uh, "I'll send you like twenty five bucks if you, you know, punch them up a little bit." And she was so happy, she sent me fifty bucks. So, ooh, so now it's like the standard deal. <laughs> <clears throat> and here I thought it was out of the goodness of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> she offered. I didn't. I didn't say, "Hey." So, you Brian, when you, t- when you tell people that fifty dollars is now your average rate, do you tell them the how going. many? Yeah. Do, do you tell them how many people you've done this for? No. That <laughs> <laughs> boy. Well, the thing is, I like Gaskin. Chris Gaskin is the only person that I that I do this with. Like, he's like the closest thing I have to a writing partner, and he's the only person I trust with my effed up ideas, where he doesn't judge me like you shouldn't really talk about this i'm like 
more he like he'll he'll actually push me. Like there was a joke I used I used to do indigenous conferences across the country and I used to do this joke that I thought was like specific for indigenous audiences. It was a book um do you know the residences up at the university? You yeah. you they're called the the res. The res. <laughs> and I compared the two, the residences to the to a, a reserve what we call reserves, the res, because they're overcrowded. Everyone's screwing one another. Um, bunch of, I forget how the rest of the joke was. And I would tell these at indigenous conferences. One time I told Gaskin this joke, and he's like, you have to tell that to like the Nancy O's audiences or whatever, you know. I was like, do, I was like, do you think they'll get it? He's like, I got it. You know, I'm an average Canadian, <laughs> below average. He's a short guy. (laughs) And so it was just things like that. I would go to him for advice and uh, he would just help me out. And I think everyone should have that, which I think is uh, not unique, but I think think it's cool that you and your best friend basically start at the same time and you have that. You can go through it together rather than on your own or seeking out a writing partner or... Yeah, swap experiences. So, Considering you started at the same time, it sounds like. Yeah, we've uh, we we've been pretty well neck and neck in this whole thing, and and we we'll tell each other what we have that we're working on or whatever. But I really try not to give much feedback. I really don't want to to spoil his experience with it. I want him to tell his jokes his way, how he wants to. And I always I feel weird critiquing him because it's like, who am I to say if that's funny or not? I think there's something to be said about earnest feedback. Brian was saying, you know, he's helped uh, or Chris Gaskins helped him and vice versa there. But uh, have you had the joy of an audience member coming up to you and giving you (laughs) advice, usually unwarranted advice? Kind of. Not really. No, not yet. Wait for it. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it's a unique experience because sometimes they'll give you like a gem and they'll be like, yeah, go ahead. Use that. And you're like, sweet. Like it, they, they'll give you a, like a, a solid single line. That's just genuinely funny. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes they'll just tell you a street joke and they're like, feel free to use that. I'm like, <laughs> ah, thanks. Dad. I, feel, I feel most people are uncomfortable coming up to me and trying to tell me a joke about my dead dad, which is like at least half of everything I talk about. <laughs> So the other the other fun thing about having an audience member come up to you is is that it's also it's not necessarily I'm going to give you a joke that you can use. It'd be like, eh, yeah, you know, yeah. you were the show wasn't all that great tonight, but I mean, <laughs> of the bunch, you were probably maybe the funniest. You know, it's like, I, oh, gee, thanks for the pseudo compliment. I think after our first or second show, there was a guy there, and I can't remember his name. But he was a very loud individual, uh, dress and voice. Oh, drunk. Uh, <laughs> just personality, really. Uh, but uh, it was his buddy's birthday or something. He's like, roast us, roast us. You know, make fun of this guy. Make fun of this guy. And I was like, no. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. You look funny. Like, I, I got, what do you want me to, I don't know what to do. <laughs> really? Wow. It's your birthday and you came to a comedy show. What are you expecting? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm here for everybody, not just well, you. Well, that, that was after the show at the bar later, oh, out on Lord. the street. <laughs> that's, that's where you go, look, I'm off the clock. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> I'm not being paid. And I don't so. think there's no shame in saying that. Like, I've also had people who just 
did, were not able to, like audience members who were not able to read the room. Yeah. Young crowd, they got off work. They came into the Boston Pizza we were doing a show at, doing shots, just Humble being brand. loud, obnoxious. <laughs> and while we're doing the show, turning and he was like, Devin, tell some jokes. I'm like, D- if you guys will shut up, I will. Like that's, I'm literally trying that right now. But like they just weren't understanding that that was the show. They just all of a sudden turned and made it about them. Yeah, yeah. So you read the audience and you find out, you know, is the reaction worth giving creed to? Yeah, for sure. We're going to have to continue this on the next episode. Um, this has been the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. Tonight, my guests were... Dylan Reese. Mark Wheeler. Devin Flynn. Thank you for listening. Listen on Spotify. 